0: photographer is developing his film, he works in the darkness. The ancient potter, he'd also dock in the windows of his studio to keep out the heat and the glare of the sun. The work of God is done in a similar manner. Not everything God does is public. He often works in secret. And why does God work in secret? Because he's working to create a masterpiece. And what is that masterpiece? It's the life of the believer that allows God to do the work that needs to be done. It's a long and agonizing work, but it shows off the ability of the craftsman. Once finished, God has a person he can hold up for all the world and the angels to see. Thanks for joining me today. Today on New Hope Radio and the Hope Club Podcast, we're going to see that God works sometimes in secret. And what does it look like? What does it look like when God works in secret? That's what we're going to see today here on New Hope Radio. Thanks for coming along. We're going to take a look at the construction of the temple in First Kings chapter 6. We find that in verse 7 it says, The house, while it was being built, was built of stone prepared at the quarry. And there was neither hammer nor axe nor iron tool heard in the house, While it was being built. So they're building the temple, but the stones are being shaped, oh yeah, far away. One man said, on this account, all was prepared at Mount Lebanon. And there was neither hammer, axe, nor any tool of iron heard in the building. Nothing except mallets to drive the pins to fasten them. It was necessary. And therefore... There was no noise. But why is this so particularly marked? Is it not because the temple was a type of the kingdom of God and the souls of men are to be prepared here for that place of oh blessedness? He said there, there is no preaching, no exhortations, no repentance, no cries, no prayers. The stones must all be squared and fitted here on earth for their place in the New Jerusalem. And being living stones, must be built up a holy temple for a habitation of God through the Spirit. What's he saying? He's saying that just like the stones in the temple were shaped far away underground where they were quarried, then they were brought to the temple and fitted in, So we are being shaped and molded on this earth, in this life, so we can be placed into the building that God is building. See, the work of digging, cutting, and shaping the great stones was done, as far as the people of Jerusalem were concerned, in secret, in quietness. They didn't hear anything. They didn't hear any chopping and banging and sculpting. Oh, but when the stones were shaped and ready... They were brought to the site, inserted into the temple walls. Now think of that as we read what Peter said, the apostle Peter, first Peter two, verse five. He said, you also are like this as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices. Acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. What is he saying? And what are we saying today? That God works in secret in the life of each believer to prepare them for greater things. Did you get that? God works in secret in the life of each believer to prepare them for greater things. When Moses built the tabernacle in the wilderness, What was it? It was a tent for the purpose of meeting with God. And it held at times the Shekinah glory. The Shekinah glory was the presence of God. The inside of the tent and everything in it was constructed with fine, expensive materials, linens, gold, silver, brass, expensive woods. But the outside was covered with plain, badger skins which gave no hint of the valu- valuable things on the inside by sight it looked like it had nothing to offer someone once noted sometimes diamonds are done up in rough packages so that their value cannot be seen when they are shipped in an unsuspecting package they're not liable to be stolen the plainness on the outside hides the value on the inside. Again, no expectation of anything good there. When you were born, and even before you were born, the Bible comments using the words of David in Psalm 139. You know what he said? I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh, wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Wow, that's a reference to the womb. It's called the secret place because it was a place of concealment. Right? David's saying his body was was woven together in the womb. It was a secret. No one knew what was going on but God. So David is saying that God had a design for him before he was even born. And I believe that design is brought to completion in this life. Because we have a New Testament commentary now. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, Paul said that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared, oh, beforehand, so that we would walk in them. So that means that we have been made a new creation by God. He has our path laid out before us, that we would walk that path. And along that path, we would accomplish good for the glory of God. Now, God may send me some costly packages done up in rough rap- wrappings. God has a plan. He has a plan for you. He's got a plan for me. And do not worry if they're done up in rough wrappings. The outside of the package of your life might look like sickness, need, need. Emotional hurt, loneliness, divorce, unemployment. This could be the outside, like the badger skins over the roof of the temple, I mean the tabernacle. The, the, the wrappings surrounding the diamonds, so their true value has not been recognized. But God wants you to be sure that there are treasures of love, kindness, and wisdom hidden within. See, inside those trappings, that's the outward. Sickness, need, emotional hurt, divorce, loneliness. There are treasures of love on the inside, kindness, and wisdom. See, the rough wrappings create the secret place. They hide the true value on the inside. And that value is there. You know why? Because you let God work in your soul. That's the key. Letting God do His work in the secret place. Like the stones were shaped inside the quarry. Like the precious diamonds were wrapped inside the external trappings which seem to be plain and unattractive. The unattractive aspects of our life really conceal what God is doing on the inside. We have to look. We have to look within to see what God is doing. Isaiah said in chapter 51, verse 1, God is speaking through Isaiah. He said, listen to me. You who pursue righteousness, who seek the Lord. That's you. That's you right now. You're seeking the Lord. You're pursuing righteousness. He said, look to the rock from which you were hewn, you were cut, and to the quarry from which you were dug. See, we must be aware that sometimes God does his best work in the secret places of our lives. That quarry. God is working secretly. God is working in our souls, and no one else knows what's going on. Sometimes we don't know what's going on. That's why we need to continue to look to God. He's working inside of us, the place where no one understands but Him. No one can figure out why this thing is happening to us. But God knows. We can't even figure it out. Why am I going through this? No one knows, but God knows. This is the place where no one feels what we feel. No one can identify. We don't get the sympathy or the compassion that we'd like to have. Why? Because they don't understand. They can't feel what we feel, but God can. God can feel it. Even Jesus said, He's been touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He knows. There's another one. The places where the... Think about the coverings of the tabernacle. It's ugly. You looked at the tabernacle by sight, outwardly, and like, oh, what's in there? Can't be much. What are they keeping there? Bales of hay? Maybe some chickens? What's in that tent? I don't know. Nothing good. How can you tell? Well, look at the outside. The outside's ugly. What's inside? That must be ugly, too. No. Inside the tabernacle was the presence of God. But you had to go inside. You had to go inside to see. That's what we need to do. We can't shut God out. We've got to pursue. We've got to look. The wrappings of the diamonds, that's rough. They wrap them up in this crinkly brown paper and stuff it in an ugly cardboard box and tape it up with duct tape. Mail it away. You think oh, there's nothing good in there. Oh, it looks like there's no nothing of value in that package. But then, when you open it up, oh, it's the diamonds. Beautiful. And see, we often view our circumstances that way. We view some of the circumstances of our life as having no value, no attractiveness, no purpose. Nothing good about it. Here's what we have to remember. God's dealings with me are in secret on the inside. While life is dumping on you on the outside, God is working on you on the inside. I think of David. Before David took the throne, he was still the anointed king, and he had his army of 600 men. And they're riding down the road one day, and this little dirt bomb jumps out of nowhere. His name is Shimei. And Shimei was loyal to King Saul. And Shimei jumps out in front of David, cursing, spitting, humiliating him in front of his soldiers. And David's captain, who's a very good friend, I think everybody should have a friend like this, he said, Who is this guy that curses my king? Let me go over there and cut off his head. Now, that's a good friend. (laughs) Everybody should have a friend like that. But you know what David said? David said, no, leave him alone. Perhaps God has told him to do this, to work humility in me. See, the outward circumstances, they stunk. They were humiliating. They were embarrassing. They were intimidating. But David said, no, I'm going to look beyond the outward and look at the inward. And God could be using him to prepare me for the throne. I need to be humbled. And if I can let this guy insult me and not be moved and not use my power to get rid of him, then that's humility, and I'm going to be a good king. So he let the guy have his way. He let him spew his stuff, and he went on. You see, outward circumstances, they're sent by God for a reason, or they're allowed by God for a reason. But God is always working on the inside. Many outward circumstances have no beauty, but they hide the treasure within. They do. So here's the point. Here's the place we want to come to. I will not let unattractive circumstances detract from the treasure within. That I'm going to let God work in my soul through those difficult times. Times that are beyond my control. I don't like them. They stinketh. I wish they didn't happen. I wish they were different, but here they are. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna not let them detract me from the work that God is doing in me through those events. That's the goal. That's, that's how God makes you into his masterpiece. God says in Isaiah chapter 45 in verse three, he says, Of course, he's speaking to Israel, but, you know, sometimes we can make application to our own lives. He said, I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden wealth of secret places. Now, what does that mean, the treasures of darkness? The darkness speaks of the hidden, unknown, secret place where the king hides their treasures. See, kings would hide their treasure. They, they wouldn't flaunt them, although one king did and he lost them. But no, you 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 hide them, you store them away in a secret place, the place of the dog. Just like you. If you have money, you put it in the bank. You don't pile your money on the kitchen table, you put it in the bank where it's safe, hopefully. And and God is saying, I'll give you. The treasures of darkness, that there are treasures that I'm storing away in the secret place. I'm going to give them to you. I'm going to, I'm going to produce them inside of you. Think about that. God is saying there are treasures in places where you least expect to find them. So let me work in your life and show you where they are. See, that's where we get in trouble sometimes, as I think as modern day Christians. When it looks like things are working against us, and our perception is, yeah, they are, that's when we turn from God instead of to God. That's when we let the divine nature, I mean, the, the sin nature raise its ugly head, instead of giving the divine nature control. And then if we let the sin the nature have its way, God can never do his work, and we never become that masterpiece. Because we're not letting him work in the secret place. Let him work. God then said, after, let me read that quote again, I will give you the treasure of darkness. What's the treasure of darkness? The, the secret places where the kings hide their wealth. I will give you treasures of darkness in hidden wealth of secret places. And you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by name. What he's saying is, you'll know that it's me. It's me. You are mine. You belong to me. You realize God wants you to know that? That you belong to him? And he desires to make you into his masterpiece. But that's work. Oh, it's agonizing work sometimes. And he will sometimes work in secret, shaping you like the stones for the temple, working in you in obscure places where no one sees, no one hears, no one understands. The unbeliever will say, how can your God love you? Look at what you're going through. The the skeptics will challenge you in your faith let say, how can you believe? You must be a fool. But you know why you believe? Because you know you belong to God. And you know that God is working. And he's working in the secret place. And sometimes he will wrap the treasure in a rough package. A package that looks like there's nothing of value on the inside. But it does hold that which is Precious. It does. Oh, we cannot look at our, at our outward circumstances through the eyes of our human thinking. Don't look at life through sight. Look at life through faith, right? The just shall walk by faith, right? Not by sight. So whatever God uses, remember this. It is never apart from his love because love is his attribute and god can't operate outside of his of who he is he is love and mercy and kindness and yes he's justice also but he doesn't operate out of those virtues that makes him who he is so he says to ancient israel and again in principle i don't take these verses like as doctrine for me but in principle i know the plans that i have for you declares the lord Plans for, plans for welfare, not for calamity. To give you a future. And a hope. In other words, to make you into my masterpiece. That's God's plan. He said, I know the plans I have for you. And I believe again, God has plans for every one of us. Everyone. It's to make us into a trophy of His grace. It's to hold us up before the angels and say, look what I can do with a life that has yielded to me. To hold us up before the world. To say, look at a life that I can put my light into. And they can chase away the darkness. You know, when you let God work in your life like that, you actually become the hope of the world. Because there is no other hope. There's no other hope on the earth right now than the body of Christ, the church. And if you're in the body of Christ, man, you are very valuable. And you are precious. And the world, it doesn't know it, but it needs you. There are people that don't know it, but they need you. They need you to be faithful. Oh, yes, and they need you to be trusting. And they need you to be reliant on God and to hang on. you got to hang on. Let God do His work. Because He knows what He's doing, and He knows the end result, a future, and a hope. You know what? It always ends up good for the Christian. You know why? Because we end up in glory. Every born-again believer is going to end up in glory. Now, that's a good outcome. Down here, uh eh, might not be that good. Our life could be an unattractive package. But remember, on the inside are the diamonds. Paul said, we have a treasure in our earthen vessels. You are not without value. And you are precious in His sight. So think of that. So uh, you have to let God do His work. He's the master. We're the masterpiece. He's the artist. We're the painting. He's the sculptor. We're that chunk of marble. You see? He does the work, and we receive it. Can you let God, can you receive the work that God is doing in your life? Can you do that? Next time we're together, we're going to talk about, oh boy, asking God to work in your life. Asking Him. You know, I think that depends on the heart's desire. What is our heart's desire? We know God has a plan for us, but do we have a plan for God? Does God fit into your plans for life? Hmm, that's a good question, isn't it? How about making God your plan? I know what my plan is. What well, My plan is the Lord. My plan is whatever He has for me. How about saying that? That'd be a good place to get to. That'd be an incredible place to get to. So let's remember that. Let's remember that. Yes, God works in the secret place just like the photographer. He develops his film in the dark. The potter, the ancient potter, he closes the windows. And you know, he works in the dark by light of a candle. Why? So the heat and the sun doesn't ruin his work. And so does God. God works in the secret parts of our life the part when we don't even realize he's working, that's the time that he's probably doing (laughs) his best work. You know what we need to do? We need to look to him. So we come to you on the radio. We're thankful of that. And we come to you by podcast, the Hope Club podcast. So you can hear these things at another time. Some are not available during radio time, but you can catch the podcast. Some can hear it a second time, or you can share it with someone. If you know someone that, you know, this message might encourage them and help them and move them along. Say, hey, go to the Hope Club podcast. And find that message. Sometimes God works in secret. That's what it's called. And share the love. Share the hope. And support us if you can. Again, best way to spend drive time, isn't it? Listening to a podcast that'll lift your spirits, strengthen your faith, give you encouragement. Everything that we need to continue to live life the way God meant it. Okay. Thank you for coming along today. Appreciate your support, your listening attentiveness. And uh, I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.